it was before Yom Kippur, and one of the Hasidim came, the Rebbe Rebunim of and um, the Rebbe told him that there are certain mitzvahs that you're not doing so well, and the man said, don't worry, Rebbe, next year it's going to be better. The next year happened, the same thing happened, the Rebbe said to him, hello, you need to machazik yourself, you need to do a little bit better. And the chassid says, eh, Rebbe, don't worry, next year is going to be good. Didn't seem to work. The Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Shimon Rabbunin, Rebbe, was telling every year the same thing. Wasn't going. So, the Rebbe invited him once to a game of chess. Invited him to a game of chess. During the game, the Rebbe made the wrong move. Now, I, I, I don't know, how, I'm not a chess player, I don't know how to play chess, but... I, when I heard the story, it gave me an idea, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Once you've made your move, you can't retract, right? You can't just take it back and say, ooh, I changed my mind, right? Okay, fine. So the rabbi basically made the wrong move, and he said, ooh, do you mind if I, actually, I don't want to do that move. I want to do a different move in that case. And the chassan said, Rebbe, I'm really sorry, but the rules of the game are that once you make the move, you can't change the piece, you can't change your mind. That's how it works, right? The move is final. Um, later on, the rabbi said, he did the same thing. He's like, oh, I, oh, I don't want to move that. C- can I retract? And the Chassid Rebbe, I told you before, you can't do that. You, once, you did, once you move the piece, it's all over. And the Rebbe said, I want to teach you a lesson. Just like this is a game, it's much more serious in the game of life. That when you do something, it's very hard to retract it. It's almost impossible to retract it. However, the Rebbeinu Shalom gives us tshuva. Now the Nesiva Shalom, the Heilig Islam Rebbe brings down that Tshuva is a Chiddush. He actually says a Moshul, he says, imagine if Rachman al-Etzlan, a person severs, cuts off his arm. Does another one automatically grow? No. That's not how it works. Yeah, there are ways they can sew it, there are artificial arms, all sorts of things. But Lemaisa, once you sever your arm, there's no natural way that it will just regrow again. Said the Islam Rebbe, Nesiva Shalom. There's no natural way, I'll be the way the Rabbanishim created the world, that when you do an Avera, when you do something wrong, Hashem will forgive you. It doesn't work that way. You've done it, it's all over. You can't retract your peace. You can't retract your move. It's all over. However, the Rabbanishim was machadish, something called tshuva, which is a major chiddush in the world, that you can actually reverse it, erase it, and even turn it into schosim. Okay? The Heilige Rabshitzah, the Rabshitzer once said, and he said the most amazing thing, listen to what he said, he saw uh, curtains, right, that were closed on a window, and he noted to the Olam that the curtains of the window were actually closed, and he said something like this, he said, something I don't understand, if you want people to look in, why do you close the curtains? And if you don't want people to look in, why do you have a window to begin with? You hear the question? If you want, again, I don't understand, if you want people to look in, why are you closing the curtains? And if you don't want people to look in, so why do you have a window there to begin with? So, the Rabshitsa answered, and he said, I want to tell you what the window is for. I want to tell you the purpose of a window. He said, there can be someone that you trust, and you know that loves you. And for that person, you open up the curtains, and you allow him to look inside the window. And he said that to some degree, we're all very secretive people. We do things sometimes on our own. We do things in privacy. We close the curtains of our minds. We close the curtains of our hearts. And we sometimes have thoughts and feelings that we don't necessarily want to disclose to anyone. 
we have to know and we have to be comfortable that the Rabboni Shalom knows and understands every single one of those feelings. And when we stand on Yom Kippur and we are Shamnu, Bogadnu, Al-Chait, Al-Chait, what are we doing? Are we telling the Rabboni Shalom our various? No, he knows our various. He knows our innermost thoughts. He knows exactly what we've thought and what we've seen and what we've heard and what we've said the entire year. He knows everything. Nothing is forgotten. There's no such thing as forgetting by the Rabboni Shalom. So why are we saying it? We're saying it to open up the curtain into our world. And we're saying, Rabboni Shalom, we are comfortable knowing that you know everything. Because you know we don't want to really do this. It wasn't something that we wanted to do. It wasn't an act that we wanted to perform. It wasn't a speech that we wanted to say. It wasn't a thought we wanted to have. And we're opening ourselves up. We're acknowledging verbally, expressing to, expressing to the Rabboni Shalom, reinforcing that we know that the Rabboni Shalom is above everything, and the Rabboni Shalom knows everything. And that is what we're doing when we're saying Vidoy. We should know that. When we stand Yom Kippur, and we say Vidoy, why are we doing it? Because the Rabbanishim doesn't know what we did wrong about what he does. But we're opening up the curtain of our lives. We're opening up the curtain into our lives saying, Rabbanishim, be part of our lives. We don't want to do this. It wasn't us. It wasn't meant to be us. It's not what we want to do. Somebody sent me something incredible. Could be, it's famous, could be everyone knows it, but I'm going to say it anyway because it really struck me so beautiful. Rabbi Fryan Waxman, Shlita, said over the following idea, so beautiful. People often say, and I've heard this from the guys, what's the point with being better now? So it's a tshuva, before Yom Kippur, we're meant to work on ourselves, Shabbat Shuva, Avada. What's the point? We all know that after Yom Kippur, we're going just back to our regular ways. We know we're going back to where we were and what we were doing before. Well, let's not kid ourselves. We know where we're holding. We know what we're doing. We could try and kid Hashem, but it doesn't work. So why are we doing it? What's the purpose of us trying to be better when we know it's not, it's not something that we're going to sustain. And he answered like this. Listen to what he said. He said, imagine a guy goes on a 10-day vacation, right, to Miami. Takes a beautiful car, beautiful apartment, goes to a beach, had the most amazing time. He comes back, he goes back to his same work, goes back to everything. You say to him, what was the point of your vacation? You're going back to the same work. You're going back to your same life anyway. You never heard a guy say, there's no point on going on vacation. Because anyway, after the 10-day vacation, I'm going back to my life anyway. The answer is because that 10-day vacation will hopefully give you the rest to be able to continue and go weiter and have more koichas for the future. That's what's happening now. What's happening during our Sayyid is West. Yes, we're becoming greater people. We're becoming better people. We're working on ourselves. We're being, we're taking up on Chumras. We're taking up on Kabbalahs. Why? Just to ignore it afterwards? No. Because it builds us up. It makes us better people. It makes us stronger people. It makes us more connected. True. Maybe after Yom Kippur we will go back. It could be. But maybe something will remain. And we have to remember, whatever we build at this time will always remain. You know, the Kotzka Rebbe says, listen to the Kotzka Rebbe. The Kotzka Rebbe said, Right, open me up. A needle, a needle little hole. How big is a needle hole? It's tiny. And the Rabbi Shalom will open up. A Pesach shall ulam. The whole hole will be open for you. So the why do we give an example as a needle? A needle is so tiny. Why a needle? So because it's tiny, but it's metal. It's steel. It's strong. The Kabbalah that we have to take on, and Rabbi said, if you haven't done it until now, maybe perhaps today's the day. Think about something, small, tiny, minute, 
that you can makabal on yourself and walk into Yom Kippur saying, Rabbi Shalom, I've taken upon this tiny thing, so small, whether it's to say in Shul for Aleinu, whether it's to do Nagel Vasa, whether it's to say Berchas Hamozen from within a bencher twice a week, whether it's that everyone's got what they have they need to work on. Take something tiny, a small Kabbalah, but make it a Pesach Shal Machat. Make it of a needle. Make it steel. Make it real. Make it strong. Make it steady. Something that you can do. Something that you can keep. Something that you will keep. And that shows the Rabbani Shalolam. Yes, you're not perfect. But you're trying. And you're on the road to perfection. And you're showing the Rabbani Shalolam every year we're improving just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Rabbani say, everyone has their own life, their own thoughts, their own upbringing, their own situation. Maybe perhaps today, close your eyes for a few minutes during Shemana Esau when you're out to go to sleep during lunch, whenever it's going to be, and think, what can I improve on? Take a small thing, but something so small that you know you will keep. Pesach shall machat, like the Koska said, steal. And you're going to keep it, and you're going to show the Rabbani Shalom when you walk into Yom Kippur. Rabbani Shalom, I have a Kabbalah. I'm going to be better next year, and I'm going to prove it because I have this Kabbalah, and this Kabbalah I'm going to keep. And that's going to make me just a tiny bit better. Yes, I'm not going to be perfect. But you know what? This year I'm taking on this small thing. Next year I take on something else small. The next year something else small. And eventually it leads to perfection. And the Rebunshim sees your efforts. And he sees what you're doing. He says, you, you're going the right direction. Gewaldic. Have a great year. That's what we want. That's what we need. But we need to do this. We need to take on this Kabbalah. We have to realize when we're standing up from Kippur saying all the al hates and everything. We're admitting to the Rebunshim we've done something wrong. And it's not us. And we don't want it to be us. And it's, it's not us. We're someone else. But we have to have a Kabbalah. We have to take upon a Kabbalah. A Kabbalah is what keeps us steady. It will keeps us growing. keeps us going in the right direction. And it gives us a guarantee for a good year. My boy said, take upon a Kabbalah. Think of something small. You don't have to tell anyone. Something very, very small. Something that you could do chizik in. Something that you could just improve a tiny bit in. Small thing. They say take the smallest thing and cut it in half and do that. Because you take on too much. You think, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. No, it doesn't work. Take something very, very small. Keep it. Keep to it. Really, really sharp. Already now. Now. A few days before you have Kippur. And then you come into your Kippur, you're showing the Rabbi I'm trying. I'm on the right direction. The Rabbi Yisrael will give us a Gemar Simotova and a Gitgib and Shul.